0: Happy new, happy
1: new year welcome back to the content swap podcast it is 2024 wow yep and this time here at the content swap podcast we want to say well one hello again it's good to see you. it's been a while uh hope you didn't <laughs> you miss like us jazz. too much. you like James. <laughs> Did you miss us? We missed you. <laughs> and we're coming back in full force in 2024, baby. All right, let's get into it. uh 2023, that was a year that happened.
2: What'd you think? About 2023? Yeah, what you think about 2023? <laughs> I mean, I think it was a pretty good year for me, you know?
1: All right, cool. Moving on. Uh, I was
2: reflecting. It was a
1: good year for Leah, everybody. All right, next up, what's the week's content? Wait, I
2: was, I was reflecting, and I needed a minute to process. All right. Anyway, how was your twenty twenty three?
1: Yeah, I think my twenty twenty three was pretty great, actually. Yeah, pretty solid. Um, you know, to dive into cheesy territory, you know every. Every year that we spend together becomes Aww. the new best year I've ever lived. So
2: Thanks, babe. Same. Yeah. We got engaged. We this got engaged year.
1: this year. So I mean like, you know, how do you how do you beat that? Like, by getting we married. We get married. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: so that's what I'm saying. Twenty twenty four is gonna be a heck of a year. It is.
2: It's gonna be a wild, crazy, busy. expensive (laughs) that too (laughs) that too we got a lot of things coming up that require lots of travel
1: Mm -hmm. lots of travel lots of spending lots of yep lots of excelling we're gonna be we're gonna excel this year
2: yeah this is our year yeah woo woo
1: 2024 (laughs) baby
2: (laughs) anyway what were you saying you were saying something before before you i asked you what your 2023 was like
1: oh no i i mean i no i i asked i asked you
2: oh i thought you were just talk, talking about something anyway
1: continue yes what <laughs> what else what's wh- wh- any thoughts questions comments concerns about the year
2: 2023 no it is now in the past and now we are in the present oh so why don't we talk about well actually we are going to keep talking about 2023 yeah that's it's why been a minute I, since we've recorded so I, I feel all over the place i i
1: prompted you to <laughs> that's what i'm I'm sitting here trying to prompt you because we have a whole bit planned
2: and here you are
0: not
1: following the up. script
2: <laughs> i forgot i was like wait that is still about 2023
0: yeah. anyway all right let's i'm do getting it. back
2: in the groove i'm gonna let you take the lead go ahead please don't <laughs> okay so when we wanted to talk about our favorite pieces of content from 2023 because we did this last year when we recorded our very first episode of the year and so to stay in the same, yeah, whatever just, word I'm looking for, <laughs> we're going to do it again this year. Yeah,
1: in the spirit of consistency, let's, there we go. we're going to do it again.
2: I can't even find my notes on it.
1: Last year, last year, we posted our first episode of the year on January 1st. Yes. It was like we recorded on New Year's Eve and then we posted on January 1st. Today is the 8th and we're planning on posting on the 9th, fingers crossed. Uh, cause we had a long vacation and we were gone for a long time. Yes. So, which was a great vacation. Which is
2: why I can't podcast anymore.
1: Yeah. It's been a while. Are we even planning on talking about the vacation? Is it a later thing or? No. We're not talking about, we (laughs) We went on vacation. We
2: had had a great vacation. It was like two and a half weeks. It was wonderful. Saw a lot of family,
1: went to Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We did so much. We could be talking about it. That's a whole other episode. A whole other podcast. (laughs) So we'll just... Get over that's it. a bonus
1: episode subscribe to our patreon you can listen to it there <laughs> just kidding we don't have one of those but if you'd like for us to have one please leave a comment and then you know donate or something uh all right what are we talking about
2: i already said it didn't i, I you did top three favorite assignments of 2023
1: all right top three favorite assignments of 2023 in no particular order i wrote down he loves me he loves me not wow from spooky swap week two wow uh, or maybe it was week three i don't know but uh, i don't know yeah uh, that was yeah that was a spooky swap pick this year he loves me he loves me not it was a french film where the it, it, it starred an unreliable narrator and it was just a perfect twist a, a perfect simple twist in an otherwise simple movie and it just really stood out there was a lot there was a lot to talk about and a lot to chew on um if you haven't seen it it's a it's a great 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 film great writing like just mm-hmm. great simple powerful writing and i love that mm-hmm. um i also wrote down as another top three the best man holiday
2: wow yeah
1: i really like the best man holiday Yay. i went telling people like hey like you know everybody's <laughs> talking about favorite holiday movies and i was like when you see the best man holiday <laughs> Everybody's looking at me like, "What the heck is the Best Man Holiday?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you got to watch the Best Man first, and then you're gonna watch the Best Man Holiday." But the Best Man Holiday is great, and everybody's every, like, "I told people at work, you know, my all hands meeting about it."
0: Not the all hands <laughs> meeting. That's so funny.
1: And everybody was like, "Okay, <laughs>
2: that's so funny."
1: I I loved that movie. It was so much. So much heart in that movie. like just great cast, very funny, just having a good time, celebrating the holiday, getting a little shady with each other. but like overall, just like there is an emotional core to that movie that was very strong. and for it to for it to be a sequel is also kind of like that if anything, that is what made the story as good as it is because it's got like all of the emotional weight from a prior film from like 14 years ago uh you know adding to the to the gravitas Mm -hmm. of it all Mm -hmm. so yeah great movie underrated uh and then my last pick is the bear of course yeah which was uh, won a whole bunch of golden globes, I believe, yesterday. However, it did get snubbed at the Parker Awards 2023 due to a clerical error in which <laughs> I forgot that it existed when I was <laughs> doing my top five for the year. So,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that would have been like number two, I think. Yeah, it was yeah. a good one. It might have even been number one, like above The Last of Us, which is just yeah. like embarrassing that I forgot it. So,
2: it is quite embarrassing don't
1: hold it against me
2: i am i'm just kidding
1: should i do my honorable on mention? honorable mention
2: well let me do mine first and then we'll you do our, all right go for it. okay so my top three favorite assignments of 2023 are probably no shock because i've been talking about how they're my top favorite assignments and nothing really knocked them down so
1: i know what two of them are i don't yeah. want to know what the third one is
2: Yeah, so my first one, obviously, Yuri on Ice.
1: Yuri on Ice. Yuri
2: on Ice. I loved it. I think about the music more than I'd like to. I want to figure skate because of it. I fell in love with the characters. I fell in love with their love. It was just great. My second one is Miami Connection. I think we quote that the most. Like, we're constantly like, my father. My father. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Like, has- i thought
1: we are all orphans
2: <laughs> <laughs> like it's just so funny i want to watch it again we haven't done it i really want to um <laughs> the music fantastic we have dance parties to the music we it's should just-
1: go teach kung fu across the world <laughs>
2: in all of our native countries <laughs> like it's just so funny it's so funny and i love every second of it I w- we need to have like a miami connection yeah, we party to,
1: we need to rewatch
2: that movie yeah oh my gosh so good and my third and i had trouble with this because you've given me some pretty great content this year um and i was stuck between a few but what i ended up the conclusion i ended up coming to was that my third favorite and also these were in no particular order as well but my third favorite is perfect blue Wow. And I chose it because it's the piece of content that is most embedded in my mind. Like, I will never forget that movie. Like, it it was just so weird and scary and, like, creepy crawly and really good. (laughs) And I just, like, think of it randomly. I'll think about the movie. That movie was so wild. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just so weird. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love movies that make me do that. So that is my number three wow yeah.
1: well all right it sounds like you might have more than one honorable mention i just put one. Oh, okay well feel free to mention more than one because i wrote two
2: okay i would have to look at our content swaps again oh because i don't remember so i only will mention the one
1: i'll just assume that uncharted four is on there um okay <laughs> <It's> so <not>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I could be a second one um so
1: go ahead my honorable mention my first honorable mention is the intern I was originally going to put that in the top three, but then uh, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not wiped it out. So yeah, The Intern, just great movie. Feel feel good movie. Mm-hmm. Made me want to be a better man. Nice. Uh, and my second honorable mention was Step Up 2, because how could I not mention it?
2: <laughs> I was going to be so sad if you did it. I was like, Step Up 2 is the greatest film of all time. Please be on there.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> S- Step Up 2 is lit, and everybody should the go streets. watch it. The, yeah, Step Up 2, The Streets. Uh, Is it step up to the streets or are they stepping up to the streets? (laughs) We don't know. No,
2: it's step up to the streets.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's settle this back where we used to settle this the streets (laughs) i I forgot the line in the movie yeah her whole speech where she's like it's not about what you got it's about what you make of what you got (laughs) so if you guys want to see us perform we'll be back where this whole thing started
0: the streets
2: (laughs) so good (laughs) then it was the best dance performance i've ever seen
1: yeah and then it's like (laughs) 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 in the rain yeah yeah that movie slaps (laughs) everybody should go watch it
2: so good wow
1: well those are my two honorable mentions got you see that was a very honorable mention yeah for sure
2: um so my two honorable mentions the first and this is what i struggled with between this and perfect blue um and that was the raid redemption
0: Ooh. it was
2: just phenomenal (laughs) Like the martial arts in that movie, crazy. Well, it's not, it's called something else, isn't it?
1: The Raid Redemption? Oh, oh, no, the oh, type oh, of oh, arts. oh, 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 Pencock Salat.
2: There we go. Fantastic, amazing. I enjoyed watching every second of it. The second one was a little a little bit violent for me. <laughs> yeah, the was, first one was violent, but
1: the second one was a bit was violent a little, for me. Yeah, it was, I, a little, I, it was a little too much. <laughs> I used to I used to tell people like, oh yeah, raid two better than the raid one. But having having had done a whole episode on the raid one and then watching the raid two, I was like, yeah. you know what, raid one. That's I like the at.
2: simplicity of mm-hmm. raid one because it's all in one place and it's just a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, my second honorable mention that I just came up with. Cause I forgot about it is The Thing just yeah I thought so a great 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 movie and just, you should go all, watch yeah it. <laughs> that's all I have to say great movie great movie yeah all right uh we also before we jump into our contents wanted to talk about two more things and that is our favorite content that we engaged with over Christmas break as well as content that we're looking forward to engaging with in the upcoming year so do you want to start
1: uh sure. I was just going to mention that over the over the Christmas holiday break, um I started playing Super Mario RPG, which is a Mario RPG game that came out before Paper Mario, which is another Mario RPG game that we're about to talk about in a second, Um, but I started playing the remake to Super Mario RPG that Nintendo put out in November for the Switch, and it's basically the same exact game, but just with, like, updated graphics and uh, tons of quality of life features, and it's a super weird game, and I'm going to say more about it later, but I just wanted to mention that I started playing that during the break because... I'm really enjoying the simplicity of it. It's very it's it's this weird like feels very old but also has this like newness to it. And uh yeah, it uh it really stands out and I'm going to say more about it later. So that's that's all I'm going to really say for now because I think I just thought that would be a good way to kind of set the tone for our later conversation for Paper Mario because it's going to come up. Uh the other thing that I wanted to mention, which was what am I looking forward to engaging with? Well, a certain game of the year went on sale for only 10%. So mm-hmm. um, instead of spending a full $70 for it, I spent $63.
2: Wow, what a steal. <laughs> uh
1: huh. On Baldur's Gate 3, which, as I just mentioned, won game of the year at the Game Awards a few weeks ago. So um i've heard nothing but great things about this game i started playing it last night and i was honestly it was never in the plan to play this game because it's just too big it's too beefy there's way too much going on there's way too much stuff to learn i've got like multiple rpgs that are coming out this year that i want to play and this is like the biggest rpg ever made why on earth would i do that but it went on sale for 10 percent off and you know what something about that getting a notification on my phone while i'm on vacation away from my playstation 5 for like three weeks i get a notification that Baldur's gate 3 is on sale and suddenly i'm just like let's do it screw it i don't care let's buy it and when i get back i'm gonna play it and that's exactly what i did so I played it for two and a half hours last night, and an hour and a half of that was spent just making my character, so I am a half-elf, a half-high-elf sage sorcerer, and my name is Parshath, and, um... I got magic spells and a lot of charisma, so we'll see how that goes. I talked to my coworker today cuz Baldur's Gate 3 is basically just dungeons and dragons in video game form. So the whole the whole draw of the game is that yeah, there's this big epic story and all these like characters, but it's like the world is your oyster. Like there's whatever you can think to possibly do in the game, the game has like a reaction to that and there's just like a ton of different dialogue it's a fully voiced game, so you could do some kind of random wacky thing or whatever, and the character will be like, hey, why did you do that very specific thing in this very specific moment? And I, or at least that's my impression of what this game is supposed to be like, where you just kind of have full freedom to dictate and choose how you proceed with the adventure through whatever path works for you in a very, like, in a way that only dungeons and dragons can afford you like that kind of freedom like by talking about it you know tabletop rpg style but in a video game somehow you know people's are people keep saying like oh you know there's, there's like a magic trick to it and we don't know how they possibly managed to pull it off so i'm looking forward to that it's also very overwhelming and i'm currently like not really having fun yet so like i all i've done so far is like fight some things die a bunch of times and then like i pulled a dude out of a portal and you know it was fun kind of choosing the dialogue options but like i feel like i have barely even come close to scratching the surface i've like breathed on the surface that's all i've done so more to come on that i'm looking forward to it
2: nice cool um so in terms of my favorite piece of content that I engaged with over this I was say over the summer, over winter break, um, that would be the movie Saltburn.
1: <laughs> oh, I forgot about that.
2: Yeah. Oh, I could never forget about that.
1: I don't know how I could. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, if you have not seen Saltburn, it stars Jacob Elordi. it's got Rosamund pike is that her name
1: rosamund pike
2: yeah i don't know the other guy's name but he was in eternals i'm pretty sure
1: barry keoghan there we go i think that's how you say it
2: yeah um and the guy who was in gran turismo (laughs) i don't know his name either
1: his name is grant (laughs) (laughs) Arismo. i actually i have no idea what that guy's name is
2: yeah but they're in it as well as other people um And this movie, one, don't watch it with your family because I read an article that a lot of people watched it with their family for Christmas and was like, do not. Don't watch it with your family. Watch it with yourself, with your partner, with your friends, whatever. Just not family. And let me tell you, your jaw will be dropped 50 million times. It was insane. I was shook the whole time. It was crazy and I'll never forget it. Um, but like, it was good. Like shook, shook. Like <laughs> yeah. Like a movie has not shaken. shocked me like that. I don't think ever <laughs> shaken. Yeah. Um,
1: Archie Madekwe. Got you. That's that's Grant Arismo's name.
2: <laughs> I like that guy. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I highly recommend. And in terms of content, I'm looking forward to engage with. Uh, so this is something that actually is already out. Um, but I've been really wanting to see it, and that is Iron Claw. And like, oh, as soon yeah. as we got back back here, I was like, I want to go see Iron Claw. I want to go see Iron Claw. I want to go see Iron Claw. So I'm really excited to watch that movie. I love Sweet Baby Zach Efron. I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see Jeremy Allen. I don't know the other guy's name, but he seems cool too. And yeah, I don't know. It just something about it is drawing my attention. I don't really know what it's about aside from like they like wrestle, but. I think there's more to it i think it's a deeper story than that from what i've heard so yeah that's what i'm looking forward to excellent yep shall we get into our assignments
1: let's get into our assignments our first assignments of 2024 thank you for listening to the 2023 finale update yep whatever um let's do it let's get into some content
2: all right, so the first piece of content I was assigned for 2024 was Paper Mario, which came out in 2000. 2000. 2000. Um, is that a song? <laughs> it's year 3000 by the Jonas Brothers, but Oh, I changed it to 2000. <laughs> Jason Derulo. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so the premise of Paper Mario is that you know, Bowser's up to no good as per usual. So Bowser has stolen a star rod from the star spirits. And I think the star rod like a allow, like allows you to grant wishes. Um, and basically, you know, Bowser does what he is going to do. So he kidnaps Princess Peach. just like, I love you. Stay with me forever. And he's like taking over, you know, the world. And Mario needs to save everybody. As per usual. (laughs) Um, And so I really don't have much to say about this game. Uh, At first, I was like, this game sucks. (laughs) (gasps) Wait, wait. I said at first. At first, I was like, this game sucks. Because, you know, at the very beginning of the game, you can like fight Goombas or whatever. But it's like, you just go back and forth and there's not really much you can do. What I did not know, I thought that was going to be the whole game. What I didn't know is that like, As you progress through the game, you gain more skills. You gain partners that you battle with. You gain items. And like all these things can be used to help you in the fights. And on top of gaining all those things, the villains get harder to battle. Like they have like. Maybe one of the Goombas have like little spikes on top of them. And so then you can't jump on them. You have to use some other method to kill them and all this stuff. So it started to get more and more difficult. And I enjoyed that because you had to be way more strategic as you kept going. And it took me a while to realize that. Like at first I was just like, oh, I'll just jump on them over and over and over. But it's like, no, because I'm going to (laughs) die. Like the way that the villains kind of respond to me is different as well. So I started to really enjoy the game and i'm having a lot of fun with it so far um will i finish it probably not (laughs) i what i will say is i'm definitely excited for you this remaster of what is it a thousand doors or whatever
1: (laughs) paper mario thousand doors (laughs) um well, it's it's Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. I was close. Yeah, you were close.
2: Um, I think I would enjoy playing that because you know the graphics are a bit better. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so I I am excited about that. Um. But yeah, I think that's that's all it. That so say.
1: how far into the game did you get? So like I, yeah. this is a special case of you playing a game where I basically did not watch you play it at all. Yeah. So how far did you get?
2: Um. So I don't think I'm that far. Basically where I'm at is, I am like in this castle where the Koopa Bros were and there's basically all these like jail, jail cells. And there's like keys behind some of them. And I'm trying to figure this is where I'm stuck. I'm trying to figure out how to get the key, like open up the gates to get the keys. And there are like things you can like step on, which I'm assuming is what opens it. But they're so high up, I can't jump up there. I can't, you know, throw my one guy who, you know, what are they called with the shells? <laughs> the Koopa. I can't throw my fr- Koopa friend. Um, okay,
1: so you got the Koopa. Yes, All I right. have the Koopa. Okay, so. Who are who are your two party members? Who what are a their Koopa n- and a Goomba? You got a Koopa and a Goomba. What yeah. are their names?
2: I don't know. Oh man, Mr. Koopa and Mr. Goomba. No, <laughs> baby Goomba.
1: So the, the you get the Goomba first, right? Because he at the beginning of the game you spend some time in Goomba Village, yeah. Um, and so the Goomba friend that you have, his name is Goombario, yeah, which is r- a ridiculous name, mm-hmm. but um, and then your your Koopa friend, I think his name is Cooper.
2: Oh, that's cute. Yeah cool
1: and he's got like a little red bandana i had to <laughs> google him because i could not remember his name so that's yeah. fair that you forgot him yeah uh, you get a koopa friend in paper mario thousand year door as well and you get a goomba friend uh, as well mm-hmm. and both of those two characters i think are much more memorable mm-hmm. just better designs mm-hmm. uh than the original paper mario like mm-hmm. you get it's Goombella and koops that you get. Yeah, I really like those characters. I mean, yeah, Goombario. It's just a Goomba with a blue hat on. <laughs> yeah, he has got like a trucker hat on. He's like, hey, I'm Goombario. Is he a kid? Yeah, he's a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't even remember Cooper's personality. So
2: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So that's what I meant. Nice. Mm-hmm.
1: And you said, uh what, what did you think of the Super Koopa Bros?
2: I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. 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 It's <laughs> <laughs> Silly.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like, what did you like about the game?
2: Um, I mean, I like that progression, like I said, of like, I like that it introduces it all slowly to you. Like, it's like, start with the basics. All right, now you've made it to this point. We're going to throw in a little something, something. Okay, now you've got that mastered. Here's another thing um so i do especially as a as a baby gamer like myself i do like that it gives me time to learn before it introduces something new um because it's helpful nice i did not like all the dialogue <laughs> i You know, me and dialogue, I try try to skip it. It's just just a lot. And I feel like in, like, Mario games, they're really not saying anything of importance until the one moment that they do say something of importance. But because they've said a bunch of nonsense I don't care about, I've skipped it. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, no, what was I supposed to do? So, yeah.
1: I will say the... um I, it's been a while since I played Paper Mario 1, so I don't know how true this is for that game specifically. But one of the biggest draws of Paper Mario games is mm-hmm. the script mm-hmm. and like how humorous it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's all very silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely like. There's a lot to be said about the Paper Mario games and like how the quality has kind of gone down because, mm-hmm. you know, this was a turn-based RPG. This is. Kind almost your first turn-based RPG. Um, I what does say t- turn-based mean? Turn-based means like you do an action, then the enemy does an action, uh. you know? Um, technically, this was not your first turn-based RPG because you played Pokemon last year and that in and of itself is a turn-based RPG. Mm-hmm. But um, where was I going with this? I actually don't remember. Um, oh, yeah, so the, the first two Paper Mario games are turn-based RPGs. And then the third one kind of does like a totally different thing. Then there's Paper Mario Color Splash, which is also a turn-based RPG, but just with different mechanics. And then Paper Mario, the Origami King, which is also technically a, paper, uh, a turn-based RPG, but the battle mechanics are just like, ugh. Um, mm. so, and, and then there's one called Sticker Star, but we don't really acknowledge that one. Um, so like the first two Paper Mario games, this one and the Thousand Year Door, are widely regarded as like, when we talk about paper mario that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. but what i will say is like i played paper mario color splash mm-hmm. in, during the pandemic and i gotta say like as much as i was not in love with the battle system that game was hilarious mm-hmm. so like when i think back on that game i just think about like it was so funny
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and paper mario thousand year door i remember like that game is like pretty humorous pretty humorous uh, humorous script um I can imagine maybe the original Paper Mario they hadn't tapped into
0: mm.
1: that quite yet, so mm-hmm. it might be a bit more like basic
0: mm-hmm.
1: in its story, mm-hmm. um, or how it presents that story. But uh, yeah, anyway, that's just a big draw of Paper Mario games in general. Gotcha. So, all right, so yeah, you gotta save this. You gotta save these stars. You gotta uh you got your you got your companions with you you got it you want to save princess peach from bowser because he's up to no good again obviously (laughs) so given that you've gotten a goomba and a koopa as companions what other mario characters would you hope to have as a companion on your adventure
2: Mm, i mean probably luigi oh you would oh yeah
1: you're not gonna get luigi
2: I know I went to go see him again and he was like I can't go but you <laughs> got a friend.
1: <laughs> in uh it's really funny actually in Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door every single chapter that you complete mm-hmm. there's like a, that that game does not take place in the mushroom kingdom it takes place in like Rogueport or Rogue Town. I think it's Rogueport. Um but every so every time you return to Rogueport from whatever adventure you went on Uh, you see Luigi and he's Mm -hmm. standing there with like some, he's got his own companion character there Mm. and you go up to Luigi and you're like, hey, what, what you been doing? And Luigi just tells you, he's like, I've been on my own adventure and like, I went to the waffle kingdom and I got like in every chapter you go up to Luigi and he's telling you some story about some crazy thing he got (laughs) into. And it's like, wow, I want to play that game.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. I love Luigi. he's the best. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, shouts out. I hope they make a paper Luigi game. I would play the crap out of that. Um, okay. So, if not Luigi, like think of you know the pantheon of different Mario characters. Most of them are just Bowser's minions. Mm-hmm. If you could have a Bowser minion as a companion, you know, what would you want that's not a Goomba or a Koopa? Um
2: I don't know. I don't know all the characters.
1: Oh. Okay, you got you got Booze, you got Shy Guys, you got bob bombs, you got cheep cheeps
2: what's L- a cheap cheap that's a
1: fish oh you got magic koopas you got uh sp- spinies. what are those Lakatoos.
2: uh what <laughs>
1: <laughs> yoshi's yoshi N- not even a yoshi you know what a yoshi is
2: um not even i don't know yeah i don't know um that's, I I the bring- only
1: ca- that's the only question i have for you
2: can i bring a piranha plant
1: <laughs> that, yeah, totally. That can that's that's a great answer. A nice. Yeah. I would love to see it. Yeah. Um that does not happen.
2: <laughs> I would not imagine. <laughs>
1: but yeah, I mean you will get you will get a bomb, you get a cheap cheap, you get a Lakitu in the second game, you get a Yoshi. It's great. It's just so like okay, so what I like about Paper Mario especially, mm-hmm. you know, aside from the script being you know, funny in a Paper Mario game usually, is that the first two Paper Mario games are like they were made in a very specific time in Mario history where, like, Nintendo was okay with Mario being kind of weird, you know? Like, they didn't, they weren't afraid to take risks with Mario. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, like, you've got a Goomba named Goombario and they'll just run with it, you know? Like, they don't they don't think anything of it. It's It's just kind of Mario in and of itself as a property has turned very, like, vanilla within itself. Mm -hmm. Like, they kind of took out the personality. It's like, you're never going to see a Goomba named Goombario. It's just going to be a Goomba that's a Goomba, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And, yeah, so, like, Paper Mario 1 and 2, they just, it, it had a lot more going on with, like, you know, different types of, like, you would see toads, but there would be different colored toads. Some of them would have hair. Some of them would, like you know have their own distinct personalities Mm -hmm. and then you play later paper mario games and it's all just like base toad Mm -hmm. you know red polka dots blue vest that's it Mm -hmm.
2: um i did like all the different toads
1: right see um yeah and like you know you got like in paper mario thousand year door you got you got coops and he's like you know a little bit stockier of a Koopa, and he's got like a bandage on his nose. And you've got like your Yoshi companion in that game is like a baby Yoshi. He's not a fully grown Aww. Yoshi. He's a baby Yoshi. Cute. And like the game was just not afraid to take risks. Like I, one of my favorite characters in that game is a Admiral Bobbery. He's a Bobomb, but he's like a he's like a he's like a ship captain Bobomb. So he's got like a big old mustache and like. Uh, a big old you know captain's hat with a hook on it and every or hook anchor on it and mm-hmm. everything. Um, it's just like that's just so much more personality than what you're getting from you know a typical Mario game. And I really, really miss that. and so mm-hmm. like I'm very nostalgic for that. I feel like a lot of people are too. Mm-hmm. I think it was kind of a really big surprise for them to remake. Super Mario RPG and to remake now be remaking Paper Mario the thousand year door mm-hmm. um, because both games just like star original Mario characters mm-hmm. that just don't exist in anything else mm-hmm. um, like I'm playing Super Mario RPG and there's like a there's a purple Yoshi with sunglasses on and his name's Boshi and <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's just funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so, like, yeah, I'm. I just, I really want to see. You know, now that they've, now that they put out a Mario movie, that's mm-hmm. all just kind of like base stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them adventure out a little bit more again.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, because I miss that. It was just so much fun. Yeah. And it was kind of this whole controversy when, uh, not well, I shouldn't say controversy, but when. When Paper Mario the Origami King came out, there was a producer for the game who was quoted as saying, like, Nintendo doesn't want us making original character designs based on existing, like, Mario characters anymore. Mm -hmm. It's got to be, like, base character Mm -hmm. design and that's it. Mm -hmm. And people... Flipped out they were like, what do you mean? Like that was the best part of those games and Nintendo just wants to make it all plain Mm -hmm. And basic like why would they do that? And I'm kind of on the side of like I can understand from a business perspective Why they might choose to do that Um, but at the same time You know, I'm a fan and I'm like, why would they do that? Mm -hmm. So I would like for them to uh, you know, listen to what the fans have to say and choose to uh have a little bit more fun with it. That's like that's all we want. Yeah. It's just have a little bit more fun with it. And if you take the humor of like the mm-hmm. script in the newer games and you combine it with like the originality of the character designs from the older games, that's like an unbeatable combination. And I think that's why Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door is so highly regarded because it is kind of like that perfect mix of like Old school Paper Mario turn based RPG, but like with more fleshed out systems than the first one. And it's got that humor of the later Paper Mario games that's so strong. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just love Paper Mario. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. And every time I think about, like, oh, would I ever want to make my own video game? The first thing I go to is like, I want to make, make my own Paper Mario type game because it's so simple yet fun and it like it just it stands out on its own mm-hmm. and it hasn't really ever quite been replicated since Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. The closest thing would be this game Bug Fables that came out and it was marketed basically as a spiritual successor to Paper Mario and like the OG Paper Mario and it it basically was like i i personally consider that that like that's there was a third paper mario super paper mario um but to me bug fables like that's that's the true paper mario 3 that we never got so yeah and the new paper mario games are also very concerned with making sure that you know it's paper mario mm. um the old game like which makes sense i get it like why call it Paper Mario if you're not even going to call attention to the whole paper thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the original Paper Mario games, just like the first one especially, the one that you're playing, mm-hmm. Paper had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it was just like the characters were flat mm-hmm. in a 3D space, mm-hmm. and like that's that's what makes it Paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like paper mario the origami king is all concerned with like oh the villain he's made of origami and his little henchmen they're gonna be uh you know craft supplies so like first you're gonna fight some colored pencils then you're gonna fight a stapler (laughs) and it's like i don't want to i don't want to fight colored pencils (laughs) i don't oh
2: no it's the stapler again (laughs) Right.
1: i don't want to fight a stapler i want to fight a Goomba with a tragic, backstory, with a tragic and backstory who's got like, you know, a mustache. That's like way more fun. <laughs> so that's funny. Um <laughs> yeah, uh that's that's kind of everything that I wanted to say. Oh, I don't know if I said it already, but Paper Mario, the whole point of how I was gonna connect this back to uh, Super Mario RPG was that uh, Paper Mario was originally designed to be a sequel to Super Mario RPG um, so it was it was literally supposed to be like Super Mario RPG 2 but then they kind of changed it I think maybe in Japan it might have actually been released like under that name but then they changed it to being Paper Mario um, and then they just kind of stuck with that so yeah. Um, that's also why it's kind of wild that uh, they are remaking Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door so soon after they just remade Super Mario RPG. Um, it's like it's literally going to be, you know, six to nine months after that they're like re-releasing that. So um, it just seems kind of like a short window of time for like Mario RPGs. But they did just make a billion dollars at the box office last year, and the Switch Two might come out next year. So uh yeah capitalize on that mario money get that paper mario game out there Mm. so i get it anyway um anything else you would like to say about
2: paper mario Mm, nope not that i can think of
1: okay (laughs) (laughs) sounds good um all right you want to move on are you, real quick, are you going to keep playing this game? Maybe. Are you going to pick it up, like, ever again?
2: Maybe. I'm real, like, I want to figure out this jail thing. All right. <laughs> so, maybe.
1: I would just like to remind the people that every time you said you were maybe going to keep playing a game, I don't. You never did.
2: I know. It's the games that are hard to go, go back to. Yeah. You
1: know, So for all those people who listened last year and were like, oh, did Aaliyah ever go back and finish Pokemon? No. No, she did not.
2: Actually, I think I did play a little bit after we recorded. I have not since then, though.
1: For all those people wondering, did Aaliyah keep playing Uncharted 4? No. She never picked it up again.
2: (sighs) There's just no time. (laughs) Games take so much time.
1: I get it. I get it. Well, all right. Let's move on um if you don't finish this game i will i actually am thinking about playing this game again this year before paper mario thousand year door Mm -hmm. but i also might not do that because i think the last time i tried to play paper mario thousand year door i just played the original paper mario Mm -hmm. and i kind of was like not burnt out on it but i was kind of like kind of like this is not hitting as hard and i love this game yeah and i want it to be hitting hard and i feel like if i do both and it's like I'm gonna lose maybe, that yeah lose that punch i guess yeah so all right maybe i won't maybe i won't anyway shall we move on yes right. i have to pee <gasps> oh no <laughs> do you should we no, go ahead, take go a ahead. Break? no go ahead. okay <clears throat> so i was assigned big little lies this came out in uh, twenty first, first season, came out in t- t- 2017. Say more more facts as I take a drink of water real quick.
2: Um, this show is based on a book by the author Leanne Moriarty.
1: What else has she written? I don't know. Cool. All right. So... <laughs> <clears throat> Big Little Lies follows the lives of five families living in Monterey, California, who share the beautiful experience of having a child in the first grade at the local elementary school. So that's all to say each of these five families has a kid that's in the first grade. But there's been a murder. Well, maybe or maybe not. The fact stands that at a fundraiser event, someone has died. It is unclear who, it is unclear how. What we do know is that there is drama in this town. Bad blood. Everyone seems to know a little bit of something. See, it all started during the incident on orientation day when the new kid Ziggy was accused by Amabella, the daughter of power mom Renata Klein, of strangling her neck this leaves many parents with many questions they can see red marks on amabella's neck she did point to ziggy but ziggy denies it his mother jane chapman new to town looks into her child's eyes and she knows it wasn't him so then who was it nobody knows but renata maintains ziggy's guilt jane maintains his innocence The battle lines have been drawn. Because who's on Ziggy and Jane's side? Madeline McKenzie the (laughs) true power mom while Renata Klein became powerful and successful cutting multi-million dollar deals and serving on the board for tech giants like PayPal, Madeline McKenzie was was busy being a full-time mom a mom with influence a mom who could snap her fingers and have an entourage of other moms by her side at a moment's notice Renata wanted to go battle with Madeline's new friend Jane, then on Guard, mother effer. Madeline. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What is this? (laughs) Madeline is prepared for war. See, Madeline made friends with Jane that morning by happenstance when she twisted her ankle and couldn't drive. And Jane, the new mom, drove her and her kid to orientation day, forming an unspoken alliance. Jane showed up for a stranger. Now, Madeline needed to show up for Jane what transpires is an epic modern tale of love hate betrayal sadness and trauma lots and lots of trauma like more trauma than i know what to do with more than i can talk about here without one massive trigger warning so trigger warning for topics including domestic violence child abuse infidelity and sexual assault you thought this was some you thought this was about some petty squabbles in a town of privilege think again this is big squabbles in privilege town need i remind you that there will be a murder big little lies everybody
2: wow that was a performance thank you <laughs> very captivating
1: thank you i i wrote it to be <laughs> i tried to be <laughs> um that's all i wrote <laughs>
2: Well, what would you think of
1: it? I thought this show was great. So, the show is on HBO, so you know it's going to be like pretty good. But, like, I heard a lot about this show over the years. I knew, like, okay, Reese Witherspoon's in it, Nicole Kidman's in it, uh, people are in it. <laughs> Laura Dern, well, okay, yeah, Laura, I okay, well, Laura Zoe Dern, Shayleen Woodley's, Zoe Kravitz, um, Alexander Adam Skarsgard, Scott, Alexander Skarsgard, some big names, some big people, yeah. So, I knew. I I, see. I only said those three or I only said Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon at the beginning because those are the only two people that I like knew were in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I did not realize that there was like, you know, some heavy hitters in this cast. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really know what to expect. I knew like, okay, this is supposed to be a good show. It's called Big Little Lies. So maybe, you know, there's going to be some some big tension because, you know, we're talking about lies here.
0: Mm -hmm. Um
1: and what i got i was not expecting like (laughs) it's oh my gosh so it's it's really a show about it's really a show about like the parents of these children Mm -hmm. but how what happens in the lives of these children affects the lives of the parents Mm -hmm. and like how they choose to interact with each other so it's kind of got like it's got this that drama between parents that we all might kind of be familiar with because we were all in first grade at some point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's like, the just the title being Big Little Lies, it tells you everything, mm-hmm. you know? Because what I'll tell you right now is that, you know, it, like, Amabella is accusing Ziggy of strangling her, mm-hmm. but... Spoiler warning: Like he's not the one that did it, mm-hmm. so she's lying, mm-hmm. and it's like it's this big little lie mm-hmm. in in the sense that it's like it's a little lie from a six year old girl, mm-hmm. but it has major consequences. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just thought it was be- beautiful title. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, the show the show's nuts. Um, I mean, so like what i really like about it is that it's it's very grounded like Mm -hmm. the issues are very real it's almost like dang they got too many issues going on Mm -hmm. like i just said a whole lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and it's like oh man all of that dang all of it but i mean really when you when you you know rewind on your time Mm -hmm. when you were in school Maybe not necessarily when you were six, Mm -hmm. but like when I look back on my time in high school, there was a whole bunch of kids at my school who everybody's struggling with their own thing. Mm -hmm. Everybody always has their own story to tell Mm -hmm. and they have their own things going on at home. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, what I I just named like four very big topics, but you know what? Like at least each one of those things was probably happening in somebody's family Mm -hmm like who that I went to school with at some point you know oh, nice. uh, but I mean that but that's just that's just life mm-hmm. you know like that's I'm not saying that's a good thing mm-hmm. that's a very it's a very ugly thing it's very sad mm-hmm. but to some degree like statistically speaking like somebody probably did struggle with at least one of these things mm-hmm. in their home growing up
2: yeah, it's not far fetched of an it's, idea. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's not a far fetched idea, um, but in this story, it just all of those things are taking place in you know, f- in the families of like one first grade class, which that would be a little
0: mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't say like oh yeah, this one time I was in an English class in ninth grade and everybody's family had something. No, not like that. Mm-hmm. But um, so. I would say that maybe that would be my one critique, if if anything, mm-hmm. is that it's like, this is much too much to be happening um, in one small town. But, like, it's a show. It's a drama. This is what you're here for. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, you're not here for the statistics of, this, of the story to be realistic. You're here for the story that's being told. Mm-hmm. And, oof. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, there's, I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, Nicole Kidman's character, Celeste, big domestic violence issue going on at home. Husband, crazy, played by Alexander Skarsgard. That should have been your first red flag.
2: <laughs> there's a Skarsgard in it. You know to expect some bad stuff's about to happen. Yeah,
1: as soon as I saw him, I said, Well, okay, maybe he murdered the person at the end, or you know, maybe he had something to do with it because that man has no chill. You do not cast Alexander Skarsgard as a character that has any amount of chill he always has murderous intent it's his whole thing (laughs) i think the least murderous intent movie i saw alexander skarsgard in was the northman and he was a viking killing people he was like a berserker viking at one point in that movie which is just like a, a viking that sees red and just goes and killing people but he's the main character good guy in that movie and i would say like of his roles like that was the most chill i've ever seen him have
2: <laughs> yeah the scar- scars guys scare me i think if i saw them on the street i'd be like uh, uh. <laughs> 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 and i'm sure they're wonderful people in real life but like they all just play the scariest people
1: Mhm, mhm.
2: too much they do it well yeah
1: yeah 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 um that's kind of all i have to say at the moment
2: yeah okay
1: got any questions
2: uh i do but i want to get to facts first oh yeah facts uh, because my questions are kind of like i forgot we did facts. questions <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> i didn't write down any facts for paper mario because they were all just in my head
2: wow gold star <laughs> <laughs> um so i i mean you so you mentioned like this is the hbo show of course they would do it best uh, there was actually a bidding war for the show between hbo and netflix and i am very glad that hbo won cuz i think hbo is the best place for this be like yeah hbo mm. would have done it right i don't trust netflix to do a story like this
1: netflix would not have had reese witherspoon nicole kidman not at all uh, laura dern adam scott shailene woodley
2: yeah
1: alexander skarsgård yeah no 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 way netflix would have gotten all those people
2: right um and so nicole Kidman and reese witherspoon are actually producers for the show um which is no surprise especially for reese witherspoon because she uh does her like book club she all she has been producing with her like production company a lot of like shows and movies that are based on books that she's read and loved
1: like daisy jones and the six
2: yes yeah yeah. i was like wait did she do that one Yeah, Yeah, yeah little fires everywhere um what was another one that she just recently did i forget but she's done a lot um but yeah, but both her and Nicole Kidman produced this and they were originally thinking of making it a movie, uh, but instead decided that it would be much better as a limited series TV show. Um, so Shane Lee Woodley pl- plays Jane and at the time she was thinking of quitting acting and was refusing a bunch of scripts for like a whole year before she came across this one and just really loved the character Jane. Um, And then I guess she got a phone call from Laura Dern being like, you should really do this. You'd be great. And so she ended up taking the role, which like, I mean, I hadn't seen Shailene Woodley in like forever.
1: Yeah. I think the last time I remember seeing Shailene Woodley was when she was doing those Divergent movies of which I saw zero. And there was like four (laughs) or five of them.
2: That in Maze Runner, I never got into. I was like, what is this?
1: She was not in Maze Runner. She wasn't in Maze Runner. Okay. I'm just
2: saying like those because it was like right off of the of hunger games yeah which yeah was, it was like it was, yeah.
1: those were the two series that came out as the whole ya yeah film adaptation thing was really starting to die down yeah um that being said i did like the first maze runner movie really i haven't seen the rest of them but i did like that movie i did not like those
2: you seen them i've seen the first one it- maybe this okay it's
1: all right
0: <laughs> hey, whatever
1: well the director of the maze runner trilogy is going to be doing the legend of zelda movie so we'll see how that goes hmm. um i yeah so okay i gotta say i hadn't seen shailene woodley since the divergent series mm-hmm. and i thought she was fantastic in this mm-hmm. i like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah put her in more stuff i like her now she's cool <laughs> um I <like> her now. <laughs> and reese witherspoon i gotta say you know traditionally not my favorite actress
2: i love reese oh my gosh i
1: get it i get it but i gotta say she freaking killed it in this movie yeah in this in this show she is is so good she is
2: she is sassy she She is is not here to play she is
1: the best part of this whole thing yeah her character it holds grudges (laughs) for candy like it's candy you know like yeah oof and she she's just so good at playing the role yeah um yeah no she she crushes it and i mean and then nicole kidman i mean it's nicole kidman i don't I really i really don't need to say anything more. right than that. yeah phenomenal yeah
2: um yeah reese with this it's uh, that's what i love about reese is she can play like the sweet just like bubbly girl but then with her sassy side, like she can play those roles so freaking well. She can do it all. She's wonderful.
1: Yeah. You need and to see like her switched when, on. Oh, yeah. she'll switch on.
2: It's like even when you wholeheartedly disagree with everything her character is doing, you're like, I love her. <laughs> because at least she's doing it with like no regrets. Yeah. <laughs> like she's with, standing her
1: ground. With veracity. <laughs> I don't even know if I use that word correctly,
2: but it sounds right. <laughs> yeah Um, so anyway moving on with facts so a a random fact but in order to be a part of the first season or to work on the first season um, Reese Witherspoon had to back out of the movie downsizing which like good for you girl because that is not a good movie terrible Um, and Nicole Kidman had to turn down uh, a part in Wonder Woman which again good for you girl Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was a blessing in disguise
1: um she ended up being an aquaman
2: oh yeah i forgot about that i totally
1: forgot she plays his mom yeah she
2: maybe she should have stuck with wonder woman
1: (laughs) kind of makes that knowing that she plays his mom actually makes me want to go see the sequel oh
2: my gosh um so season one is basically the entirety of the book And so for season two, the author, Leanne Moriarty, wrote a novella specifically to be adapted as the second season. Um, And so this novella was not published, nor will it ever be published. Um, But yeah, like I said, it was just written specifically to be a season two for this show, which I thought was really interesting and kind of cool.
1: Wow. Yeah. I saw an article... think it was this morning Mm -hmm. that said that Reese Witherspoon confirmed like I think it was on the red carpet yesterday at the Golden Globes she confirmed like yes we are indeed working on season three like I heard Nicole Kidman said something like yeah we're working on it like six months ago or something Mm -hmm. but like literally yesterday Reese Witherspoon was like yeah season three
2: I love it I'm here for it I can't wait I like really want to do a rewatch of season two now
1: are the kids going to be in like eighth grade
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, they're getting old <laughs> I mean yeah because that girl the girl who plays one of Reese Witherspoon's daughter is the girl who's in Christmas Chronicle yeah I'm um, like she's older now like she's not that little six-year-old anymore
1: no the uh well that has me curious about season two I know season two came out in 2019 but like kids age super fast yeah. so I'm pretty curious if uh I don't know if they if there's like a time skip or if like all of the kids just kind of like noticeably got two years older and they just kind of are like yeah they are first graders you know
2: yeah i don't i don't remember the kids in the second season
1: oh well that's how they solved that problem
2: no i mean i think they're i think they are in the second season i just i'm pretty sure they're in the second season i just don't quite remember what they look like in the second season okay um but i mean the season takes place kind of like Like right immediately after after? yeah kind Mm. of if Mm. I remember correctly uh I remember like the gist of everything going down
1: but it's gonna be like when they did Arrested Development season four and they tried to kind of like close some story threads from season three like by going back but it's like hey Michael Sarah is noticeably (laughs) like 15 years older what's going on here
2: yeah um yeah um and so as we've kind of mentioned, um, Nicole Kidman's character Celeste goes through a lot in this show. Again, trigger warning because this is a really hard topic. Yeah, and I'm not going to get into the depths of it.
1: Her scenes were so tough. They to are watch.
2: very. Hard. I like. I like. Had a moment after we were. We had been watching episode after episode, and I was just. I just like cried because <laughs> it was just. It was just a lot. It's a lot to watch, um, but it's very well acted very very well acted uh, a little too well but what i will say about alexander skarsgård <laughs> all right so again trigger warning uh, nicole Kidman received lots of bruises from filming these very abusive scenes uh with she gave consent for alexander skarsgård to like you know make it as authentic as possible um i'm sure he did not i mean it's not entirely real because then like she would like for real be seriously injured um but he did kind of like aggressively you know slam her into the the wardrobe Uh um which left bruises and like (laughs) i read a i'm not laughing i read a article that was saying because you know her husband's keith urban and saying that at one point he like started to get really concerned because she had a bunch of bruises Mm -hmm. but she was like you know it's the art it's for the show um And it seems also that Alexander Skarsgård just like had a hard time filming these scenes. Um, He would always check on Nicole Kidman after they filmed just to make sure, you know, are you okay And things like that. Um, But apparently, and I don't know how true this is, it was stated that he uh, was like staying with a friend during the shoot of the show uh, because he didn't want to stay alone in a room by himself you know after filming these like super intense emotional scenes
1: alexander skarsgård
2: yeah and it said that uh by staying with a friend it was like easier for him to kind of shake off the role um wow so yeah so it seemed like in a lot of the facts i was reading everyone's storylines and just like the filming of this was just so emotional and tough that like each person kind of had their own breaking moment or like moment in which they just like kind of fell apart because of just like how emotional they had to be and how like in these hard things that they were filming um which is sad but
1: it's sad yeah uh you want a weird fact that i just c-
2: why are you looking at facts are you listening
1: uh, uh, yeah i am listening it's <laughs> It's not a fact from Big Little Lies, Mm -hmm. but um, because I was just looking at the Northman because I was was just looking up Alexander Skarsgård as you were Mm -hmm. talking about him. And I clicked on the Northman, which I mentioned earlier, where he plays a Viking. Well, in the Northman, Nicole Kidman plays his mom. Wow. Yeah. Weird.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) And in this, they're married. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. Yeah um i just thought like nicole kidman would have been 50 when this was released
2: nicole kidman looks
1: great she does
2: she does i freaking love nicole kidman she's just so good um so yeah so that is all that i have facts wise um i didn't a lot a lot of the facts were about season two and obviously i didn't want to get into that because i didn't want to spoil it for anybody got it um but yeah so that's all that i have now i have two questions and they're kind of just fun questions
1: I could use a fun question.
2: (laughs) I know, after all of this. So the first being, who is your favorite character?
1: Ooh, that's a really tough question. Can I say no one? Um,
2: (laughs) I have a favorite character.
1: Everybody has their flaws. I think how I would quantify my favorite character for this would be whose scenes did I feel the most like engaged with or the most like, Oh, this person's having a scene. Mm -hmm. I wonder what's going to happen. You know? Yeah. Um, probably Shailene Woodley's character. Really? Jane Chapman. Yeah. Mm. I really felt for her struggle cause she, uh, you know, throughout the show, the first season, she's getting a lot of crap from Laura Dern, Laura Dern's character, Renata Klein. Mm -hmm. And, you know she's just been she's new in town she her kid is just on the first day of first grade is accused of strangling a girl which he did not do mm-hmm. um she's got like horrible uh trauma mm-hmm. from i'm not even going to mention it but mm-hmm. um she's got horrible trauma mm-hmm. and she's like she is struggling and yeah. like she can't she's she can't find where she fits in in this town
2: yeah and she can't catch a break
1: yeah and she can't catch a every break, two yeah.
2: seconds she's getting a call from the school of another like of an incident or whatever yeah it's like
1: she has to like take her kid to the child psychologist just to make sure that like she's not raising
2: a bad kid and oh, i wouldn't say bad well <laughs> a I kid mean, who's the product of her of the person who is his father
1: sure sure <laughs> sure, sure 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 i mean like the sure, but I mean, she also wanted to make sure that, like, you know, like the the poor girl who was like strangled on orientation day. Yeah, like she has another bruise crop up later yeah and she's not pointing fingers at anybody but everybody's like oh it must be that ziggy kid and all of the parents are telling their kids like don't hang out with ziggy yeah and you know which poor child i know like and so yeah she takes him she takes him to the child psychologist and the child psychologist is like i don't think he has like the capacity to do something like that um He's a great kid, and so yeah, I just I really felt for Shailene Woodley's character. She, great character. Um, and then the obvious second choice would be Reese Witherspoon's character Madeline Mm -hmm. because she's just such a such a. I can't like, she's like a
2: Chihuahua. yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah, she's small but feisty. Yeah, and relentless so yeah, yeah she's great
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i so my favorite character is actually reese witherspoon's daughter the girl from christmas Chronicle. Oh, that like little her. girl is funny she's so freaking funny she's
1: funny she's smart and she's got great taste in music
2: like no child that age would have that taste in music no way and what we mean by that is like literally every scene
1: she's in she's got the ox chord and she is playing <laughs>
2: Blasting s- it
1: something great
2: and it's like these old school jams like yeah. that girl does not know that kind of music no no it's like this music that makes you like
1: reflect and introspect <laughs> and it's like that girl doesn't know what those words mean she's six
0: <laughs> she
2: can't read i know but i love her she's so fun yeah she's so fun um and i also really like I mean, Reese Witherspoon's character is probably one of my favorites to watch because like you've already mentioned, she's so sassy, she's got so much personality. Like she's just a powerhouse. It's it's wonderful. But I also really like Zoe Kravitz's character because I'm like uh, there's Zoe Kravitz is like in this at least in this first season, not in it too much, like yeah. she, she doesn't she's not fully developed as the other women are.
1: Yeah, she feels a little underbaked compared to everybody else.
2: Yeah, but I also think like that was well done given that like it her the big thing is that you know she is married to Reese Witherspoon's ex-husband so she's like the stepmom um Reese Witherspoon just like really doesn't like her and all this kind of stuff and I feel like by not showing her as much and not developing her as a character it kind of like further highlights that relationship of like she also doesn't really she's kind of like Jane like where she also doesn't really fit in um so yeah I don't know and I just think she's I like the way she like approaches everything like her conversations with people conflict she's really trying to be like the peacemaker and like Reese with this point is treating her like crap but like she's not getting mad back she's like you know I like understand how you feel but like I think we should be a a unit you know as two families now for the kids and everything like that so yeah I just think with The hand she was dealt, she's handling it pretty well. Yeah.
1: It does not help that Reese Witherspoon's ex husband and Zoe Kravitz's current husband uh, in the show, not in real life, Mm -hmm. um, is. He's terrible. Terrible. Yeah. He's he's a bad guy. (laughs) He sucks. I, I really. Like, he might. He's he's at the bottom of the list
2: (laughs) for me like yeah he's like right above Alexander Skarsgård right no
1: seriously (laughs) yeah like he he's he sucks he's a schmuck he's uh just not if I was a dad yeah I would not want to hang out with him you know I would be like like I do not want to talk to that guy
2: yeah for sure I don't know what she sees in him but I do like her. <laughs> right.
1: So that's a, that's I think that, that that would be my other criticism is like yeah. I do not see how the two of them like how did he get together? Yeah. yeah. Why on earth would she date him when she could date a million other better people
2: well in all fairness he is much better with her like i think she brings out the best in him yeah it's reese witherspoon who brings out the worst in him that's
1: true yeah so
2: because like in all the conversations reese witherspoon's like he's doing all this stuff for her and he never did that kind of stuff with me and so like it's like fire with fire for them yeah
1: but then he like he has these scenes where Adam with Adam Scott cuz Adam Scott plays Reese Witherspoon's current husband mm-hmm. and he has these scenes where he's just like he's just a mean guy yeah. to Adam Scott but Adam Scott being like you know the nice the angel the nice angel tech guy that works from home he like <laughs> by getting treated in this way by his wife's ex-husband he like he gets like activated yeah and he's like I'm gonna be a man.
2: But it's kind of funny, like hearing him like talking to the ex-husband. <laughs> just like he's trying.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm like good for him. You know that is, yeah. that is every kid who used to be bullied. Dream is to stand up to some bullies. Yeah, yeah. When they get older.
2: Yeah, it's great to see his character develop just in this one season, and he's like not even really an important character to be honest. Yeah. Um. yeah but great so my second question my last question and then we can wrap this up okay of all their homes because i'm pretty obsessed with their homes of all their homes which do you think was the most is the most expensive
1: oh which do i think is the most expensive yeah laura dern's house easily it is not Really? It is Reese f- Witherspoon's house. Oh, yeah. So, I was going to say Reese Witherspoon's house would have been my favorite to live in. Oh, if yeah. that was the question. But it's probably... And the reason being because it's like right next to the beach. Mm-hmm. And it's got these big windows. Yeah. And this is like beautiful living room. Yeah. That leads straight to the beach. Yeah. With- it's gorgeous. So... I imagine that is also why it's the most expensive.
2: <laughs> yes. So I found an article that actually, I mean, obviously these are real homes that exist, that they filmed at. Um, and I found an article that told me the price of all of them. So Reese Witherspoon's house is located in Malibu and it is 14.8 million.
1: <laughs> Holy moly. Yes.
2: Crazy. I
1: was so like no one can afford to live there.
2: <laughs> Literally, I'm like, who owns that? Um runner up is Renata's aka Laura Derns. Uh hers her house is also in Malibu, and it is 12.4 million. Still pretty crazy. hmm Celeste House Celeste's house. Celeste's <laughs> Celeste House uh is the third runner up. And her house is six million. It's located in Monterey. Next is Bonnie's house for two point six million. Who's Bonnie. Bonnie is Zoe Kravitz. Sorry. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, next is Bonnie's house, which is two point six million, and it is located in Calabasas. And last but not least, you have Jane's house, which, like, is pretty obvious if you are watched the show. Uh, and it's
1: made to look like a tiny house. It is. Um, she sleeps on the sofa.
2: Yeah. And her house is worth 520,000 and it's located in Pasadena. Huh. Yeah.
1: Well, at least all of them were in California, but like yeah. in very different places. Parts of yeah. California. Yeah.
2: The show is set in like Monterey. It's, yeah. Set in Monterey. Yeah. The filming locations were kind of all over California.
1: I... Appreciated that it was filmed in Monterey because I kind of grew up like hour and a half from Monterey. Mm-hmm. I had friends, like I had roommates, yeah, in college who went to high school in Monterey. Mm-hmm. So I love Monterey. It's yeah. beautiful. Mon- yeah, Monterey's yes, exactly.
2: I want to go to the aquarium. I still haven't been. You still haven't been? No. Oh
1: yeah. I mean, it's it was it's,
2: closed when I when we went.
1: It's a great aquarium. They also have the uh, um. God what's it called now WeatherTech Raceway uh, Otherwise Mm. known as Mazda Laguna Seca Um, It's a racetrack Famous racetrack It's in every racing video game ever made uh, Mm. Right over by
2: Monterey Wow Yeah Nice I had the best Was that in Monterey? It was not Monterey The best plantain burrito Oh my gosh I think about that burrito At least once a month (laughs) It was so good Anyway That's all that I have are you ready for assignments?
1: Yeah, I'm ready for assignments. Let's do it.
2: Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first?
1: I will go second.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, so since I gave you a real heavy one to start us off for the new year, I decided I wanted to give you a movie that is so bad, it's pretty comical, but it is based on a true story. Um, and that movie... What? <laughs> I know. That movie is The Bling Ring. Oh! <laughs> it has emma watson and a bunch of other people i forget yep
1: yep yep uh, directed by sofia coppola yep yep i know that movie i, I can't I, wait i know i have the
2: dvd <laughs>
1: you have the dvd i thought
2: it was so funny
1: <laughs> wow. i thought it was so
2: funny i bought the dvd a long time ago i just remember I that it. it's like
1: emma watson's like first movie at post harry potter for for her first notable movie post Harry Potter and I remember there is a scene in the trailer where she's getting married, or not married, interviewed and she's mm-hmm. like,
2: I just I to, like, <laughs> she's something She's so bad in this movie Yeah, She makes this movie bad, <laughs> like her alone Re- really? makes this movie terrible
1: Oh man, and <laughs> she we haven't
2: really seen her in anything else since then I know, I will say, this movie though, put me in a spiral I watched the, so the real life event that happened that it's based on there was two of the girls one of which is the character that emma watson plays they had a reality show when all before all this happened and like the last episode is when they basically like get put in jail and (laughs) and i watched yeah i watched that reality show because i was like i need to know every detail about these kids and what they did and, like, who they are as people. Alright, yeah, you, let's
1: save it for next week. (laughs) Um, okay, great, great pick. Yeah. That's a great, it's a great first pick for the year. Um, okay, well, I, I do not have, I don't have something that would maybe be defined as a great pick for the new year, but, um, (laughs) you're, you said you wanted a good movie. Right. Um, and I asked you what kind of good movie, and you said Flexible. So, obviously, I went with a dark good movie. Um, oh, no. So, I am giving you Memories of Murder. This never is never heard of that. Yep. Yeah, this, is, this is a movie directed by Bong Joon-ho, uh, famous for directing films such as Snowpiercer or Parasite
2: oh no is this gonna give me nightmares like parasite did oh
1: who knows maybe Uh, but it's one of his early career movies from 2003 and it's about a string of murders in south korea and the investigation that ensues from said murders i'm
2: gonna have nightmares
1: and so when we watched old boy with dante like a year and a half ago yeah um the we could not find Old Boy on anything, right? Yeah. You remember that. And eventually, we had to stream it via, via unconventional means. That's all <laughs> I'll say. Um, and my backup, if we couldn't find Old Boy, was to assign you Memories of Murder.
2: Uh, I kind of wish you assigned it then.
1: <laughs> Old Boy is a great movie.
2: Old Boy was great. It was so gross
1: yeah i will say old boy is definitely much more extreme Mm -hmm. than this movie is yeah i will say like i haven't seen this movie in a long time like i think i watched it 10 years ago yeah and i remember thinking like that was a very good movie and so i'm excited to watch it again because i don't really remember what happens
2: okay if i have nightmares i'm blaming you
1: Go ahead. All right. So next week we have the bling ring ring and memories of murder. (laughs) Excellent. That's so funny. We hope you enjoyed Paper Mario and Big Little Lies. We will catch you next week. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy 2024. We hope you had a great holiday season here at the Content Swap Podcast. And we hope that all of your New Year's resolutions come true in with the good out
0: with the bad we'll see you next time see you next time bye Bye.